Thank you, Pastor. Just to make it all straight, I'm from the land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> you may be seated. I like to sing when the sun is shining. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. I like to sing when the snow is falling. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. I like to sing when the leaves are leafing. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. I like to sing when the flowers are flowering. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. I like to sing when the tarts are pop. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. Here's the big grand finale. I like to sing when the corn is popping. I like to sing, fa la 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 la. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I hit that big note. <laughs> Ooh, are you ready for me today? Um, I'm not ready for you. All right, I better get ready. All right, okay. I put my little stuff here. I feel really weird standing up here talking to you. I don't like to be down there, but anyway. All right, so let me get ready. Delish. Okay. So today we're going to talk about treasure. How many of you know what treasure is? Oh, some of you do. All right, well, good. You're in the right place because you're going to learn about it today. So, uh, treasure. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says, Lay not up for yourselves upon earth, uh, I'm sorry, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. So Jesus is saying, don't make your treasures from things of the earth because moths can get at it. If you prefer wool sweaters as a treasure, moths will eat them. Um, rust, if your treasure is a car, Cars can rust, okay? So Jesus is looking at all these elements saying, don't, don't put your treasure there. Don't put your treasure there. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. How many of you know that thieves could take anything? Oh my word, something you really love, boy, somebody walks by you, it's gone. Okay, so... Jesus is telling you, keep your treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. How many of you really, you, you, in your mind, when I said treasure, something came to your mind? You're like, yeah, yeah, I have a treasure in that. Okay, I, I have a couple treasures. I do, I have things that I really like. Um, putting them in the proper place is important. How many of you boys and girls look forward to your birthday? Oh, oh, I see adults raising their hands too. Okay, all right. So you've got your idea of a gift that you want, right? It's like, oh, I've got this gift idea. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get the gift, right? You're thinking about that day when that day comes. When will it come? Will it come? And then all of a sudden the gift comes and it's like, oh, it's your treasure. It's come, right? How often do those treasures stay with you? Eh, 
you kind of grow up, right? And then it's like, oh, that Barbie doll, she ain't so pretty anymore. I cut her hair off and I colored her face with markers and I did weird stuff on her that she doesn't look very good anymore. So a treasure is what? Something of great worth. And treasure can mean something to many different people, right? Somebody might look at uh, uh, this and say, oh, that's, that's a treasure, okay? Other people will say, ah, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. But the things of God are real treasure, right? The things of God will stay with you always. How many of you remember verses from Sunday school? And sometimes, oh, oh, you get up in the nighttime, and all of a sudden you hear a noise, and you're a little afraid. It's like, oh, no, oh, no. And then you remember that Bible verse that Sister Lisi taught you, or Sister Calhoun, and you're like, oh, yes, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. As that scripture runs through your mind, you feel peace, because Jesus is with you. Because even if the boogeyman's there, you got a bigger one that's standing with you and is going to fight him off, right? I used to always think boogeyman was under the bed. If I let my foot hang over or my arm, he was going to bite it, okay? So everything was tucked in because I didn't want to get bitten by the boogeyman. But anyway, I digress. So treasure in heaven is where we want to put things today. Today we're going to learn about, we're going to have two Bible stories we're going to talk about. We're going to learn about repentance. We're going to learn about thanksgiving and praise. All kinds of valuable tools that you can use in your treasure hunt. Because what are we all really seeking for? Anybody? What do you think? Take a guess. What are we really seeking for in life? I'll give you a clue. It's where we want to go when we die. Eden. Heaven. Yes, heaven. How many want to go to heaven? I do. Oh, man, you better believe I do. If I can't see the face of God someday, I shall perish. In my heart, I think of that. If I can't see your face, Jesus, I will die. I need to see his face. I need to see my Savior someday. And that's the treasure that we're looking for. So we're going to get a few tools in our, our tool bucket so that we can find the Lord. Um, God's word is a treasure. Did you know that? The word of God is a treasure. Um, I have to tell you this. I was talking to my neighbor, and um, she said to me, we were talking about the Bible, and she said, oh, I read the Bible, and the Bible doesn't do anything for me. And I thought to myself, wow. But you know something? When I was a little girl, and I didn't really have any teaching or know much about God, I didn't really understand the, what the Bible was about either. I remember my parents had a big one in their living room, and I would open it up, and I'd look, and I'd try to be reading it, because I remembered at the church that I attended, I'd listen to you know, the word of God that was spoken to us, but it never made any real sense to me. But now that I have a relationship with Jesus, that Bible is a treasure. So I told my neighbor lady, I said, you know what? You need to get to know and understand Jesus. Then when you read his word, it means something to you. Okay? All right. So one of the tools that we have in our toolbox, it's called meditation. How many of you know what meditation is? 
Have you ever heard of that word? Is that just a big, nasty old word? You were thinking in your heart, oh, meditation, what is that? Does that sound like medication? You take that with a pill when you're sick? Now, we're going to learn a little bit about that. So, I would like you to just quickly grab something out of the basket. Okay, quickly grab something. Just take anything. It doesn't even matter. Just grab it. Take it. Oh, this big young man, you want to grab something? All right. We'll just grab our kiddos in the front row here. Just grab something. <gasps> Hello, come on. Come on up here. Oh, just grab it. It's okay. It doesn't matter what it is. Just grab it. Good. Okay, did you get something? Did you want to take something? Whoopsie! Oh, there we are. Next little electrical engineer there. All right, boys and girls, I want you to look that over real close. Okay, look it over, look it over, look it over. And you're going to tell me something really unique about the item that you've got. All right, look it over. All right. What can you tell me about your object? It comes from a tree. How did you know that? Okay. All right. Uh, her neck extends. Okay. All right. Her neck extends. Perfect. It's gold. It's gold. Beautiful. It's a pencil sharpener. Pencil sharpener. Mm, a tool. Useful, right? It's a watch. Oh. Cool, but a really cool watch, right? That's a bass guitar watch, man. Bow, 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 bow. Chicka, bow, bow. Mm, I don't know. You don't know what that is? What do you think? Feel it. Is it soft, hard, scratchy, soft? Um, it looks like it was made with colored yarn, right? Okay. All right, very good. Let's go over here. Sir, what have you got? Um, a vase. A vase? Okay, looks like you can put something in it, right? What would you put in there? Um, flowers. Flowers! Do you like flowers? Kind of. Flowers are beautiful, <laughs> right? I think God gave us flowers because they're so beautiful to look at, right? And it just shows how creative our God is. Oh, he's so creative. What have you got there, young man? Um... It's colorful. It's colorful? What else? It, it feels weird. It feels weird. Okay. All right. Good. And what have you got? I think it, uh, a chef used this for soup and stuff. Okay. Very good. He's He's got a tool and he's like, I think a chef used this for something. Okay. Shock. Shock, did you say? Shock. Oh, you're shy. Okay. Um, that looks like something that goes on a lamp, doesn't it? Okay. And you, young man? 
Metal. Metal. Ooh. All right, so we had some really good answers. In order for children, for you to, to give an answer on this item, what did you do with the item? Did you just go... This is lame. What is this? What is this? A tongue depressor? Ah. Uh. What is this? A, a spoon? Pfft. Nothing will stay on this stupid spoon. Oh, Turkish Airlines, Turkavayalari. Okay. Well, you know what this is? I had to go and ask somebody. I, I, I'm just playing this out for you. I, I know what this is. But you use it to put your shoes on. Okay, it's called a shoehorn. Sometimes when you're on an airplane, your feet swell. My feet are swollen. I can't get my shoe on. Take a shoehorn. Yeah, my shoe's on. Okay, so it's a shoehorn, right? But I had to ask somebody. That object you have in your hand, boys and girls, you looked it over. You searched it out. You came up with answers. Meditating on the Word of God is very similar to that. You grab a scripture. You look it over. You check out its underbelly. Ooh. Okay. So if our, our Bible verse today, we, had, we have up there right now, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Think about that first. Think about that verse. Think about anything up there that you see as it flips through. As you begin to roll that verse around your mind, God begins to tell you stuff, doesn't he? He, share th he shares things with you. And when your heart is open and sincere to what God has, he shows you lots of cool things, doesn't he? Because the Lord says to not to cast your pearls before a swine, right? So when Jesus shares some, something with you, he trusts you with his word, right? He knows that it will be something special to encourage you and keep you and help you to grow as a young man into a young man or a young woman all right so meditating on the word of god is a tool that we can use to know god and get close to him all right um god's word gives us hope okay how many of you sometimes feel like you don't have hope uh school starting uh do 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 yeah, but you know what? Learning is fun, and God will give you that joy of learning if you ask him. Say, God, will you help me to be a good learner in school this year? Because you know what? God sees that in you as a young boy and young girl, and he begins to change you and help you to grow. All right, um, God's word tells us all kinds of things. It tells us how to be saved. It tells us how to live. Anybody else? Anything else it can tell us? Does it answer a lot of your questions in life? Yeah, it does. If you're hungry for it and you search it out enough, it tells you a lot of things. Pastor today talked about um, giving. It teaches you how to give. Oh my goodness. When I read God's word, I learned how to give. It's like, wow, Lord, if I give, you give right back. It doesn't matter. I just pour it out. Just give it away. Um, I need a couple of volunteers. Um, one, two, three, four. Four people that can read 
loud and clear. All right? Okay, Eden? Just hang on to that. All right. What is your name, young man? Darnia. Darnia, come on up. Tegan? I know you. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, one more. One more. I'll take an adult if somebody wants to come up. If you don't mind standing with one of the little kids here, you can be like a, a child. Sister Karen. All right. Now, boys and girls, on your sheet, you have a question, and then there's going to be a scripture verse to answer. We'll start with Eden first. I don't even know what order these are in. But remember, God's word is a treasure. He gives us tools. We have questions. God's word answers those questions for us. Would you like to read the question first? I have sinned. Okay. This is what God's word says about that. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to the loving kindness, according unto the multitude of the tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. All right. So, the psalmist is saying, this is Psalm 51, verse 1, and we're going to talk a little bit about the man who wrote this psalm. Oh, my goodness, what he did. Mm -hmm -hmm. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. So he's saying, Lord, be kind to me. Because you are filled with love and kindness. Okay? So, in essence, David is saying to God, you are kind. I can come to you with all the ick and sin in my heart, but you are kind and you are loving and you will receive me. Okay? And he says, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. So, because you're so filled with mercy, you can wipe away my sin. Okay, I have sinned. Scripture verse that helps you know that God will forgive you. There is nobody that can come before God and say, oh, my problem's too big. My sin is too ugly. My sin is too dark. It is not. Oh, and we're going to talk about some dark sin coming up. I'm, to, I'm, I'm giving you a pre, a pre, yeah, whatever. Okay, next one. How do I get close to God? Okay, how do I get close to God? That's a good question. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto, unto, unto him and bless his name. Awesome. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates thanksgiving. If you, if you don't know how to get close to God, telling you right here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We're going to talk about thanksgiving and praise and there's some cool stuff coming up with that. Be thankful unto him and woo, woo, bless his name. Okay? I heard somebody do that once. It looked cool, so I just did it. I hope it's not anything bad. Okay. Thank you. All right. Next question. How do I get the Holy Ghost? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How do I get saved? There it is. There it is in a nutshell, right? Now, would I only stand on that verse? No, I need the rest of the scripture, right? 
to, to continue my walk of salvation. But that is the key. Peter got the key on the day of Pentecost. Peter spoke those words. Mm, I'm listening, Peter. You speak it out, brother. Okay? I want my calling and election sure. Thank you. I'll grab that. All right. What does God like? The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. Awesome. So what does God like? This is telling you what makes God happy. Okay, so someday, boys and girls, you're going to grow up and get married. Yeah, I know. I know you're like, ooh, I don't know about that. But you know what? You are. You're probably going to fall in love someday, and you'll be like, oh. And you're going to want to, like, you know, be married and live together and share your lives together. If you never learn about that person in your life, you'll never make them happy, right? God is like your husband or your wife. God is like your mother or your father. God is like your very best friend. He's all those things. And when you read his word and build up those treasures, you know how to fall in love with him. You know how to stay close to him and know that he is your shield and your protector. All right, volunteers, you get a gold nugget of chocolate perfection. Grab a nugget. Grab some bullion. Mm, chicken bullion. Not quite. Thank you. Awesome work. Save that and eat it for later. Also, don't put it in your pocket. It's going to melt. Okay? And then you're going to have it all over your leg, and it's hard to lick your leg. I wouldn't want to waste that. I don't waste any chocolate. Let's just say that. All right. So, we talked a little bit about repentance. What is repentance? Anybody know? Yes. Asking for forgiveness. Yeah, it's saying, Lord, I am sorry. All right, we're going to sing a song. Um, repentance is really important. You know that God loves repentance? He does. It makes him, oh. You know why? God is a holy God. Does everybody know that? God is holy. He is pure and clean and perfect and holy. Now, can you enter into his presence in the state that you're in? Hey, God! <laughs> I was just playing in the mud. You know, you can't, can you? You have to kind of clean up. If, you're, if your mom has a guest coming over, does she say, okay, you guys had spaghetti for dinner? And Tegan started whipping it around the kitchen because he got the joy of the Holy Ghost on. While you didn't spaghetti, like, woohoo! I mean, there's spaghetti noodles stuck on the wall, everything. Does your mom say, okay, kids, grandma's coming tomorrow, get to bed? No, it's like, get clean, get ah! You're trying to run away and hide because mom is on a rampage cleaning the house because you have guests coming, right? We want to clean up the inside of us so that holy guest can come and live inside of us. So repentance is saying, I'm sorry for my sins. It's turning around and away from your sin, right? You need to walk away from sin. You don't, you don't just cling to it and say, no, you've got to hate it. It repulses me, okay? I hate my sin. And you give it up. 
okay? Give it up. Turn around. Are you sorry for your sin? Okay? So, this is a little song I wrote. Oh, it's, it's going to become top 40. I'm sure of it. Okay, here we go. R-E-P-E-N-T. Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Are you sorry for your sin? Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Huh. R-E-P-E-N-T. Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Are you sorry for your sin? Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Huh. R-E-P-E-N-T. Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Are you sorry for your sin? Repent. Give it up. Turn around. Oh, I'm getting dizzy. Okay? Yeah, I am. Old ladies can't do that. All right. So, repent. Give it up. Turn around. Are you sorry for your sin? Okay? You need to be sincere, right? If you're just like, okay, God, well, so I lied to my mom, and yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's got to be like, Jesus, I did it again. I lied. And your word says that liars don't have a place with you and that the father of liars is Satan. And I don't want to be of Satan. I want to be. Do you get what I'm saying? God sees that, right? Do you know, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to save that. Ooh, it is a nugget for the treasure chest. Let me, let me rewind. Okay, so we talked about repentance. And I'm going to tell you a story because you know what? The Bible always shows you examples of what repentance looks like, right? If we're talking about repentance, God has something great for you to see. So we are going to look at, let me just get the scripture reference for you here. Uh, 2 Samuel. How many of you know who King David is? Oh, King David, man, he, what a great guy. You know why I love David? I'm sorry, King David. Because he is so like us. He's full of passion. And he's full of all kinds of things. Bad things and very, very good things. The Bible says that he's a man after God's own heart. That is beautiful. I'd love it if... You know, God said about me, she's a rella after my own heart. It'd be like, yes, yes. Okay, so, so we can all be boys and girls and men and women after God's own heart. So David, uh, let me just paraphr- paraphrase the scripture. David did something really bad. He stole something and then he killed somebody for it. Is that bad? Yeah. Now, we look at sins in our life, we say, oh, this is a good one, that's a bad, that's worse. And the... To God, it's all dirty. It's all filthy pile of flesh, right? Although some sins have more consequences than other sins. Does everybody understand that? Some sins come with a price tag, okay? You pay for that sin. You may find repentance and forgiveness from the Lord, but you might pay a little bit for that. That's, that's just the way it is. Okay, so this happened to David. All right, now, David's been festering for months. He knows what he did. And you know, he's probably not talking to the Lord every day because there's this, <laughs> he knows what he did. Mm, yes, God, well, yeah, later. 
I gotta do this. Oh, I got a plan here. Uh, I'm building a new city here. I'm gonna take advantage of this people over here. I'm gonna wipe out that society over there. Yeah, I'm doing it all. Okay, so one day Nathan the prophet comes in and says, David. And the king's like, come in, Nathan. What's up? And I'm sure David every day is wondering when this is gonna come down. David's like, or Nathan's like, I have a story to tell you. Here's our little lamb here today. He's so cute. His little lammies. Nathan says, I have a story to tell you. There was a rich man and there was a poor man. The poor man had a little lamb that was very special to his family. That lamb was like a daughter to him. The lamb lived with them. They kissed it. You know how, you, how many of you have a pet dog at home? You do, you love on that dog. Oh, nobody wants to admit it. Cool stuffed animal, hamster, bird, parakeet, lizard, snake. Okay, there you go. You know how you like to snuggle and cuddle with that snake. Okay, so anyway, back to the story. So Nathan's like, all right, this poor man had a little lamb. The lamb was very special to the family. The lamb ha held a very special place. It slept with him at night. That's how special that lamb was. And there was a rich man who had flocks. I mean, he had herds of lambs and stuff like that. One day, a visitor comes in, and he says, um, rich man, I'm here to visit you. And the rich man's like, wonderful. Cook, go prepare us dinner. And over there, that poor man over there, just take his lamb, please. Cook it up for us. So, the lamb was eaten. King David got so mad, he's like, Ugh! Get him! That, that is wrong! That is so wrong! It is wrong! I just, that, that was not right! That rich man, he had his own flocks! He's not taking that special lamb! Why did God use that story? Because lambs meant something to King David right? When David was a young boy, he was the shepherd of the family flock, wasn't he? Okay. So Nathan pointed his finger at David and said, you, you are the man. Do you think David just said, yeah, fine, I'm the man. I think David literally crumbled on his throne. I believe God brought David to the point where that dam in his heart, do you, do you know what a dam is? A dam holds back water. That that dam broke. And David poured out before the Lord. And he said, I have sinned. Oh, can you imagine the relief of those words that flowed over David? I have sinned. I have sinned. And as he cried out to the Lord, Nathan said, God will forgive your sin. Boys and girls, Jesus loves you so much that he's not going to let you live in your sin. Because as a holy God, he wants you to be able to come near him. To to cuddle up near him, to get relief. Because you know what? He loves children. He loves people. 
He loves him so much. The enemy wants you, but Jesus wants you more. And he will do everything he can to get you, to get you to realize your sin, to confess it before him, to repent, to come into his presence. All right, so we have our little lamb. I'm sorry, lamb, that you had to become Dindin. When we sin, it's like we take something precious from the Lord, isn't it? How many of you, when you really feel bad about something, you cry? Oh, my word, I cry. I just cry. I, I often think that, I, I look at the creation that God has made, and how many of you, your mom has a diamond? How many of you have a mom with a diamond? Okay. If you can, someday look at that diamond. Just look at it. Meditate on it. Diamonds, to me, are like tears. Diamonds are mined out of the earth, right? They're taken from the earth. I feel God put those in the earth for us to remind us how precious tears are to him. Psalm 58 and 6, Psalm 126 and 5. Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? God loves your tears. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Boys and girls, when you pray to the Lord and you cry out before him in those tears, God says, I'm going to trade those tears for joy. Beautiful joy. How many of you want to live in joy? I do. Would you give up earthly treasure to have joy? I would. I would. And a lot of us adults, we have given up earthly treasure to live in joy. Because we know that living for Jesus is better than living for the things of this world. Because they just fade away. All right. Um, so I have here a flower pot, right? We can walk around and say, oh, life is good, life is good, and everybody see it, it's like, oh, that's a nice flower pot. But inside, we're broken, right? But Jesus can fix you, because he knows we're all broken. That's why he came to earth, you know that? That's why God made himself a body and became your sacrifice. He wanted to fix you. He wanted to fix broken pots. All right, so when we come before God, we want to be sincere, right? When you approach God, sincerity is very important. <gasps> All right, deep emotions show. No animals were harmed in the photographing of these images. Um, and there are no licensed things going on because these are my photos. So here we have a picture Look at everybody there. Everybody's got a different face going on, right? Just study those faces. And I want you to look at the young girl on the end. That face is real. Everybody else is kind of goofing around. But my sister on that day at the zoo was attitudinal. Can you see that? Deep emotions show. Next. 
joy and excitement. I took that picture as my sister frolicked in the waves. She's all grown up now with three kids, but that is pure joy, isn't it? You can see that in your face. Next, a heart full of love. That, by the way, that was the girl frolicking in the waves as a young woman. So those emotions show on your face. When you come before God, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to hide anything you feel. You can just show God how you feel. And you know what? He loves that because he made your face. Okay? Every face is special and precious to God. All right. Let's see where I am here. Oh, this is cool. All right, so. Da, 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 I need a volunteer. I need a volunteer. <laughs> Guys, my bun will fall down if I keep doing that. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thank you. Thank you. That was so kind of you to get up and pick that up. That was sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, look at you. How cute you are. Oh my goodness. She has a smile. Look at that. And she's a smiley girl. That is so sweet. Oh, cute. Oh, and golden flip-flops. That is really cool. All right, go sit down. You can grab a, another chocolate nugget. Try not to give too many of them away so I can have them when I'm all done. Uh, no, true confession. All right. Boys and girls, praise, thanksgiving, thanksgiving, praise. They go hand in hand, right? Did you, did you notice I thanked her for picking up my hanky? I'm trying to be like the grown-up women. I got my hanky. I'm not really grown-up, so. Anyway, when, when we thank people, oftentimes we praise them too, right? Thank you. That was so kind. Doesn't that feel good inside? I want you to tell your neighbor right now something that you're thankful for. Just whisper to your neighbor something that you are thankful for. All right. Uh, what is your neighbor thankful for? A family. Family. All right. Awesome. All these things, when we... When we give thanks, that blesses God, doesn't it? Because he wants us to have a thankful heart. Because when you are thankful, it shows that you are dependent on him, right? And he wants to make sure that you have a heart of gratitude. Uh, another song. Woohoo! So, uh, First Chronicles 16.34. This is a song of thanks. The scripture says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Okay? That is a beautiful scripture that the person writing it, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So here's a little song that I wrote. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks, thanks unto the Lord, the Lord, for he is good. He's good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, 
for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks and bless his name. Let's do that right now. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are amazing. Thank you for truth, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Wow. God is an awesome God. Oh, my goodness. All right. I have another story to tell. I need two volunteers. All righty. Um, let's have the brother. You guys are brothers, right? Why don't you guys come up? That would be cool. Do you want $50 or $500? 50? Okay. All right. And you get 500, Darnell. Come on. Why don't you guys come and stand right up here? Okay. All right. You're just going to stand there. Let's, let's turn your money over. It's not, it's not real money. If anybody takes this, you're not going to be able to buy anything. I'm just saying. All right. So this story I call party with a Pharisee. Okay. Jesus was invited to the house of Simon the Pharisee. Now, you can imagine Jesus was quite the stir in the neighborhood. People were being healed. Lives were being changed. People were being fed. Okay? I mean, this was pretty stellar stuff. This was big time going on. I mean, everybody knew about Jesus because how do you keep something like that silent? Okay? Uh, I don't do Facebook, but I'm sure many of you probably do. It's like, whew, you say something out there, it spreads like wildfire. Well, back in that day, it spread like wildfire too. So uh, Jesus went to Simon's house to eat and probably to converse about the things of God. Okay, I'm sure Simon had questions. And you know, the Pharisees, they just weren't really sure of Jesus. It's like, hmm. Because you know what? He kind of was over, you know, I mean, they wanted to be the popular guys on the block, right? They wanted to be something special. However, Jesus was gaining lots of popularity because people, when they listened to his teaching, were changed on the inside. When the Pharisees taught, I'm sure people, I mean, they took what they fed them, but it wasn't like what Jesus did. So as they're dining, a woman comes in to the, to the meeting. Now remember, these are all men. These are men of high position, Okay, that means they, they had authority. Okay, they were something special. But this woman comes in. She comes to Jesus. She has a box. Okay, she has something very special in that box, something very costly. She begins to weep. The tears are pouring out of her face. She weeps over Jesus. She kneels down. And she begins to let her tears fall on Jesus' feet. She then takes her hair and begins to clean Jesus' feet with her hair. Simon the Pharisee is watching this and he's like, he did not say this out loud, but in his mind he said, if Jesus knew the kind of woman that is in front of him and touching him right now, he would never let that dirt touch him. Okay? Now, Jesus says to him, 
Simon, I have something to tell you. Two men have a debt. One has a debt of $500, one has a debt of $50. The man who they owed money to went to them and said, pay up, come on, 500 please. That's not real money, give me $500. I just heard that lady say that's not real money, give me $500, give me 50. All right, so the guy who owned the money said, fine, you know what, forget it, forget it. You don't have to pay me back. Go take a chocolate coin. So Jesus says to Simon, which man would be more thankful? Simon's like, now first of all, folks, I don't know about you, but if there was a man at a party who read my mind, I would be thinking there's something extra special about this man. Come on, come on, he just read my thoughts, and boom, he nailed it, didn't he? He told a story that went, ooh, like zone, right in the heart. So what is Simon going to say? But I suppose the dude that had the higher debt, right? Because Jesus said, who do you think was more grateful? So if you have a lot of sin in your life and Jesus forgives you, do you think you would be more grateful than someone who maybe just, eh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry for what I did, but... Absolutely. Because you know what? Remember King David, how that sin just wore on him? Sin is like a grinder. Just grinds, grinds, and grinds you into pulp until you confess it. Say, God, I'm so sorry. Okay? So then Jesus looks at the woman, and he says, woman, your sins are forgiven, you. And I'm sure Simon's like, This is big time. Big time. Then Jesus says, Simon, when I came into your house, you didn't give me water for my feet. You didn't, you didn't do anything for me as a guest in your house. But this woman, when she came in, she has not stopped washing my feet with her tears. And then can you imagine when she busted open that box and poured that ointment over him, the smell? It must have filled the air. It must have just been like, oh. Jesus was the king of kings. That woman in her hand gave everything. She worked hard for this. She gave everything to buy this. She went into that party, busted it open, poured it onto the feet of Jesus. Her tears from the earth, like diamonds, fell onto his feet, a sacrifice of the heart, sincerity, truth. I need you, Jesus, because I am broken and I have no other hope. Then she took her glory, because the Bible says your hair is your glory. Is it not? He gave that to a woman. 
and she took her hair and she wiped his feet. Feet are used for transportation. They're used as a weapon. They're used to, to pick things up, to kick, to, to walk, to get places, to step on, to crush. Does anybody touch your hair? Can I just go up and touch your hair? Be like, I don't care if your sister Rella get away from my doobob. Right? Nobody touches your hair. Your hair is special to you. It's a part of your head. Heads are special. Sacrifice. Okay? Think of this, boys and girls. That woman came in. She gave a sacrifice. She gave of herself. She gave sincerely from her heart. She wept over the feet of the Lord. And then she took something personal on herself and wiped the feet of Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The Pharisee, probably the definition of a hypocrite, wouldn't you say? And we're all guilty of that to some degree. We all have that in us. If a Pharisee is doing it, I'm probably doing it too. Okay? But Jesus loved that Pharisee as he loved that woman. All he did was show him something, just like he showed King David. He gave King David a story about something that was close to David's heart. Think of that woman when you bring your sacrifice to God today, when this altar is open up, opened up to you. She gave without reservation and a full heart. The Pharisee didn't give, did he? He hid it. He kept it hidden, even though he needed Jesus as much as that woman did. He invited Jesus to his house, right? But did he really invite Jesus into his heart? Jesus wants you to give of yourself to him. You will walk away with a new life, just like that woman. I often think, could I have walked into that room? I mean, I, I, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. This room full of dignitaries and important people. But that woman had, I've got to get to Jesus. And boys and girls, you've got to have that kind of attitude today. You've got to get to Jesus. Because this world will try to steal you. And you know what? This world doesn't mean anything. It is like lost treasure. For a moment, it's, ooh, pretty. Oh, but it's not real. It's not real. You can ask your parents about that. They know. We've all walked that road. And they're there to help you and to guide you and help you learn about Jesus. I'm going to close today's message with a story. And I want everybody to listen to this because you know what? This story, I love this story. This is a story called The Pearl Necklace. Pearls. The cheerful girl with bouncy golden curls was almost five. Waiting with her mother at the checkout stand, she saw them, a circle of glistening white pearls in a pink foil box. Oh, please, Mommy! Can I have them? Please, Mommy, please! Oh, Mommy! Quickly, the mother checked the box 
Anne looked back at the pleading blue eyes of her little girl. Hmm, $1.95. That's almost $2. If you really want them, I'll think of some extra chores for you to do. And then in no time, you can save enough money to buy them for yourself. Your birthday's only a week away, and you might get another crisp dollar bill from Grandma. As soon as Jenny got home, she emptied her piggy bank and counted out 17 pennies. After dinner, she did more than her share of chores. And she went to the neighbor and asked Mrs. McJames if she could pick dandelions for 10 cents. On her birthday, Grandma did give her another new dollar bill, and at last she had enough money to buy the necklace. Jenny loved her pearls. Oh, I love these pearls. They're so beautiful. They made her feel dressed up and grown up, and she wore them every day. Sunday school, kindergarten, even to bed. But she did take them off when she went swimming or had a bath. Mother said if they got wet, they might turn her neck green. Jenny had a very loving daddy, and every night when she was ready for bed, he would stop whatever he was doing and come upstairs to read her a story. One night when he finished the story, he said, Jenny, do you love me? Oh, yes, daddy. You know that I love you. Then give me your pearls. Daddy, not my pearls. But you can have Princess, the white horse from my collection, the one with the pink tail. Remember, Daddy, the one you gave me? She's my favorite. That's okay, honey. Daddy loves you. Good night. And he brushed her cheek with a kiss. About a week later, after story time, Jenny's daddy asked again, Do you love me? Daddy, you know I love you. Then give me your pearls. Oh, Daddy, not my pearls. But you can have my baby doll, the brand new one I got for my birthday. She's so beautiful. And you can have the yellow blanket that matches her sleeper. That's okay. Sleep well. God bless you, little one. Daddy loves you. And as always, he brushed your cheek with a gentle kiss. A few nights later, when her daddy came in, Jenny was sitting on her bed with her legs crossed. As he came close, he noticed her chin was trembling and one silent tear rolled down her cheek. What is it, Jenny? What's the matter? Jenny didn't say anything, but she lifted her little hand up to her daddy, and as she opened it, there was her pearl necklace. With a little quiver, she finally said, Here, Daddy, it's for you. With tears gathering in his own eyes, Jenny's kind daddy reached out with one hand to take the dime store necklace. And with the other hand, he reached into his pocket and he pulled out a blue velvet case with a strand of genuine pearls and gave them to Jenny. He had them all the time. He was just waiting for her to give up the dime store stuff so he could give her genuine treasure. Boys and girls, what are you hanging on to today? What keeps you from getting closer to the Lord? How many of you have the Holy Ghost? How many of you need the Holy Ghost? Today, let's not walk away from this place without it. Because you know what? The Holy Ghost helps you on your search for treasure. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. I will come to you. Jesus wants to live inside of you. 
The evidence of getting the Holy Ghost is what? How do we know that the Holy Ghost is living in you? Is there a sign that follows somebody who's filled with the Holy Ghost? There is. In the book of John chapter 3, Jesus is teaching Nicodemus and he says, there is a sound of the wind that you hear. Right? When the wind blows, you don't see the wind, but you feel it and you hear it as it blows through the trees. So is the sound of those who are filled with the Holy Ghost. You speak in a new language. Jesus has control of your tongue and your heart and it becomes your personal language to give to him. So boys and girls, big boys and girls, this altar is open for you today. I encourage you to come. Come and give up those dime store pearls and let's get some genuine treasure because Jesus loves you and he has treasure for you if you'll search for it with all of your heart. Sincerity, emotions, meditating on the word of God, finding treasure in his word, it's all for you because Jesus wants you to win. He wants you to come to heaven to be with him. He's going to help you the whole way. He's not going to let you go. When you give your life to him, he will not let you go. Let's come on up. Let's come on up and pray. Jesus, we love you. We love you and appreciate you, Lord. You are such an awesome God. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the woman, Lord, who brought that box of ointment. Oh, God, and how she wept before you and she poured her heart out to you. Lord, and she felt you as you touched her and washed her clean. And God, you said that it would be spoken of her, what she did that day for you, because you needed to feel that love that day. You needed to feel the love of your creation. You needed to feel that, Lord. And we give it to you today. We give you our hearts today, Lord. We give it to you because we love you. And there is no one else like you in all this earth. How great is your name, magnificent Savior. Oh God, I give you thanks. And I repent. And I turn from my sin. And I want to flavor that repentance, Lord, with my broken heart before you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.